L-A-S. The L-A-S Podcast Network is an independent network of local creators based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. Hey, welcome to What Do You Want to Talk About? Where when I bring a topic to the table, Lindsay doesn't know what it's going to be. Yeah, and when I bring a topic to the table, Jason doesn't know what it's going to be. And hilarity ensues. Or massive confusion. I'm sorry, what? Exactly. What do you want to talk about with Lindsay Prince and Jason Alberti is brought to you by... Hey, I'm Logan. Hey, I'm Logan. You're supposed to say that you're Tim. Don't tell me what to do. You're not my real dad. (laughs) We're the hosts of a brand new podcast called From One Dad to Another. Each week we tackle a new topic, interview local professionals, and attempt to decode modern parenthood one dad joke at a time. So make sure to join us every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. From One Dad to Another is produced and distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more on our independent podcast network, visit LASPodcastNetwork.com. And if you want to support the show and get some bonus content, behind-the-scenes looks, and even get the show ad-free, you can become a member of our Patreon over at patreon.com slash LASPodcastNetwork. And if you don't, I won't be mad, but I will be disappointed. (laughs) Oh, and one last thing. You're doing great, and I'm proud of you. L-A-S. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? What do you want to talk about? Hey, let's let's talk. talk. That was horrible. Yeah, well, we'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. I'm Jason Alberti. And I'm Lindsay Prince. I am a dad of two boys, a comedy writer, and I love medieval literature. I'm the mom of two girls, a comedy writer, and I love TikTok. We are friends and writing partners. But what we really like to do is talk. That's right. Hey, Jason. Yes, Lindsay? What do you want to talk about? Today, I want to talk about Dürstadning. I I don't like you. I don't like you. I don't enjoy you. Dürstadning is uh, a oh, Swedish word. Oh, you're being word. serious! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> okay. It's, it's, dosh, dosh, dosh. Dostanning. It's um, it's a Swedish word yes. uh, that doesn't really have any um, correlative English definition to it, um, but it's gotten it's gotten a lot of traction lately. <coughs> there is even uh, e- even a play that one of our friends wrote um, that has it at its at its. Core, which I thought the play was genius. Okay. Um, wow. But it's it's something that I've been thinking about a lot for a while now. Deutschdanning is Swedish for what they refer to as Swedish death cleaning. Whoa! I can't even believe all the words <laughs> that I am hearing. Out of your mouth right now. There are so many words right, that right. are not. I've been so excited about this. I can't even tell you. Death cleaning. I can't even believe it. You, you're. I cannot speak. You're gonna have to explain. You've got people. We're waiting with baby. Well, I breath. think. I think it's. It's. It's something that I. I. I know how. I know how you feel about your environment. Right. 
and uh, you know how you know how utterly <clears throat> chaotic and unpresentable my environment is, and the the idea of the the global the general idea okay. of Swedish death cleaning is you the, the Swedes are very practical people. Okay. When they get to a certain age, 50s, 60s. Oh, okay. They start cleaning out their shit. Okay. Because okay. they don't want their kids or family or yes. friends to have to deal with ridiculous shit after they're dead. I yep, I right? for, yep. Yep. So this this makes sense now. Okay. This really hit me. Um I mean, it knocked my emotional teeth out when right. my parents died, right? Right. Now my right. parents my parents' house uh-huh. could fit my house inside of it. Oh, they had a big old house? Twice. What? Yes. What? Yes. What? They had a big old house because when when they bought so my my dad was going to be transferred from Des Moines to Houston. Okay. Um, and so they put the house on the market. He went down to Houston, and he said, you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> I like Iowa. I'm going to stay in Iowa. My, my <clears throat> youngest kid grew up in Iowa. Yep. We're going to stay there. Um, and uh, in the interim, uh, got a bid on their house. Okay. So they had to buy a new house. And the job he got uh, was, um, uh, it, it was a pretty good job. Mm. And he was going to be in charge of a, of a lot of people. Mm. And so uh, he thought, well, I need, to, I need to have a house that I can entertain my troops in. Oh, is what he okay, was okay. Like have work parties. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's really the reason that they did that, you know. Wow. Um, and, um, but, uh, you know, they had a lot of years together. And sure. they, uh, they lived overseas, and so they yeah. acquired a lot of stuff. So they've got a, they've got two, a house that's two of your houses at least, yeah. and they have stuff for and years. Filled. Yeah. Filled. And, oh, uh, gosh. You know, my brother and I sort of split up. <laughs> I am I am not as cold as I sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my brother and I split up the dying duties. I, I get that. I took, I took care of my parents while they were dying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I did the one-on-one care and, sure, and all sure. of that stuff. He dealt with all the paperwork. Ah, nice. And that's then, so nice. Yeah, I couldn't. I mean, he. There is no way he could have dealt with the health stuff. Right. And there's no way I could have dealt with the paperwork. Right. So it kind of worked out perfectly. <laughs> but then it kind of became my job to um to to deal with the material aftermath. Yeah. Right? Oh, that became your job. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's a huge job. That should have been split up. Well, it should have. My. Uh, my brother is legally blind. I know this. And so I just meant couldn't there somebody else? Is well, there anybody else? Oh, my wife, absolutely. Oh, yeah, well, my yeah. wife. My wife helped. Well, that's not to me. That's not lot. splitting it up because that's no. I still get still from your same house. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So um, anyway, so uh, my mom. Yeah. Both of my parents had problems throwing things away. They weren't hoarders. Ah. But uh, my mom had. Easily over a thousand Harlequin romance books. Oh my goodness! 
uh, because she would reread them. They, this, I'm more shocked that there are a thousand different. Oh, there are there are like five different levels. I don't know. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> if you get, I was surprised to find the pink level in my mom's. Pink le- uh, there's oh. a level. There's a pink le- what in the level is like a That's like an a, erotic level. Oh yeah, but That's I mean like it's a, it's a, an eroticy leveling of yeah. Oh yeah. So apparently, and I had no idea. Apparently, they've got you know different. Like, if you're like a you're like a we passionately kissed under a tree. Oh, that's that's yeah. like green level. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, then, there's there's just a holding hands level apparently. Oh, you know, she's okay. Right, and then there's a you know a fervently knocking boots level. And that's pink. I guess that's pink. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. your mom had that. Oh, yeah. I was totally surprised. Um, but uh, but you know, I mean, no, nobody's nobody's buying these books. You take these books into a resale book. Oh place yeah, they're, and they're like, like dime a dozen. Yeah, we got we got a million of these. So. Yeah, um, understand. And, and then uh, my dad, he uh, he he was a child of the depression, mm-hmm. um, and so there was a lot of stuff that he kept. So he he loved these um, these little uh, packages where you had the crackers. Yeah. And then the fake cheese. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Then they had these little, little red sticks. Yes, yes. He had... Oh, he had a bunch of the red sticks? No. 700? Just the red sticks? Packa- Not the... Cr- oh, the packages. Packaged in groups of 10, bound by rubber bands. Oh. Because he was positive he would be able to do something with them someday. Oh, wow. This is so interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, uh, uh, they had a, uh, pantry in the basement that was, uh, twice the size of our bedroom. Oh my God. A pantry? Yeah. And there was, there was shit in there from 97, I think was the, I think was the oldest thing I I found in there. Yeah. You have to, yeah. yeah. Because, oh. so, you know, they were yeah. like, oh, here's a, they were out shopping, you know, oh, yeah. I want some chili. I'm going to get a can of hormone. Well, they got five at home. Right. You know, so. And then if you don't rotate that, yeah, yeah. rotating stock. <laughs> Someone yes. who's worked in Absolutely, anywhere where right? you have to rotate stock. <laughs> you just put the new in the back and you'll yep. be fine. Yep. Um, and, and, and that's just like the daily living stuff. Sure. They had... Uh, 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 cedar chests mm-hmm. filled with my grandmother's baby clothes. Oh my goodness! Right. So, so they they inherited. Yeah. So their grandparents didn't do this death cleaning that you're speaking of, right. sort of, or the idea of that. Obviously, we'd call it something much more. What do we call it now? Um, uh, <laughs> We'll Marie Kondo in your <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, uh, let's let's call it uh, 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 moving moving on cleaning. Moving on. We don't like the idea of death. Well, we it's Americans. just yeah. Well, when you say death cleaning, that sounds like cleaning up after a death. Like that doesn't sound like that's not, more of a biohazard thing. Right, but it's <laughs> but it sounds like that instead of prepping for. And also, who wants to think about their death? 
Because, I mean, you and I should be doing death cleaning. We should all be doing it every damn day because you yeah. never know. Yeah. Well, I've been thinking about it a lot lately. Okay. Quite frankly. That um, is. Okay. Uh, you know, I think you and I have talked about this a little bit. Yes. I, I I never thought I would live past 40. And so everything's uh, sort of gravy from this point you on. You feel like you're on borrowed time. Well, I mean, you can put it that way. I feel like it's kind of a bonus. That's. You know, today's a bonus. Yeah. Um. But there, there, and I've talked with a lot of people who have gone through the loss of their parents. Mm-hmm. There is so much freaking guilt mm-hmm. involved when you are holding, you're holding on to something that is 70 years old. Mm-hmm. You have no idea why it's kept. Right. You have no idea who it belonged to. Mm-hmm. But your mom kept it for a reason. Right. Because she was emotionally attached to it. Yeah. And the only thing your intellect is telling you is you got to toss it. Yeah. But it's breaking your heart in half. Yeah. I don't want my kids to go through that. Right. You know? So when I heard about this this you know Swedish death cleaning thing, yeah, I thought, yeah, why don't yeah why don't we do that? Yeah, you we know? should do that and consider, and it should it should uh, honestly free you every day to look around and go, I because what I would imagine is what happened is that the the idea of hanging on to things because there's an emotional attachment that peace was passed down to you so that's why when you look at her thing you can understand oh this is 70 years old and she hung on to i don't know why i should but i should yeah i just should right and so then you do and so then do you see and then so then imagine your kids going through the same thing because you've passed down that same thought process that will we hang on to these things yeah and we don't know why so it's this generational so you it's a generational pattern um that that you are in a position to break yeah, I, yeah, and it's uh, um, it, you know, I was I was research, researching. I was looking back at the at sort of the points of the death cleaning thing, and one of the questions to ask mm-hmm. is, it, is this thing that you're keeping? Will this thing bring your children joy? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it if it doesn't, right. Bring them joy. Bring them some sort of understanding of who you are or why you yeah. were or anything. Um, I think that, and then otherwise, yeah, because it's, I think, that's tough, though. I mean, I've I've done it, too. I've, yeah. I've done it, too. Um, when my dad passed away, I was the one in charge of all of that. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, just proximity, living proximity. I mean, I lived here with him, and not with him, but in Cedar Rapids, mm-hmm. where we are. Um, and, uh, yeah, and so, it, and there were things where it was really, like, I even still, there's a few things that I think about that I'm like, ugh. Should have hung on to that, maybe. I feel a little guilty that I didn't hang on to that. But that's because of the attachment that he taught. You know what I mean? It's the generational pattern that I'm trying to break for my kids. Right. And so are 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 you sad that you didn't hang on to it because it's something you would like to revisit? Or are you sad that you didn't hang on to it because there is guilt involved in getting rid of it? Uh, uh, I, you know what? I don't think I got rid of anything. I think I knew what, what would matter to him that I kept. 
Uh, and I really think I did a good job of keeping those things or give, I think part of it was I gave, a, gave things to people of his that meant something to me too, mm-hmm. but I gave them to people who I know it meant something to them mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he had very little of value at that point. Um, I have all his writings, you know, his, co- I have composition books. Those I'll never get rid of. Those mm-hmm. are handwriting. That's, yeah. um, uh, but and like any jewelry, obviously, that's the kind of stuff I gave to, uh, I kind of gave out to different people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he just didn't have much of value. Uh, like, th- th- and I don't mean that sounds really bad. Uh, like well, a thing. He was in a different. Pl- he was in a different place. At yes, that point. Yeah. he didn't have a lot of things. He'd yeah. been through two fires and a flood. He'd lost a lot of things over the years. So right. he, but but when we were all living together when I was a child, he. He kept a lot of things. He had uh, our the hoarding. I don't know what you call it, but your whole thing about um, uh, the red sticks, yeah. like that is absolutely and perfectly organized and counted to ten and everything is absolutely something I would have found in my dad's yeah. apartment. A hundred percent. I remember having a box full of telephone receivers in case oh, we wow. ever did bye bye birdie somewhere. Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. We should probably t- take a break. I think we've been talking for a while. Uh, well, let's let's do it then. Yeah. Let's toss it, uh, hopefully, to a new sponsor. Yeah, I think so. We should probably take a break. Yeah. I feel like we've been talking for a while, and we forgot to set the timer, because we are very bad at setting timers. That is what we do. <laughs> we simply don't care about time. We don't. Death. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do our death cleaning. Uh. What do you want to talk about with Lindsay Prince and Jason Alberti is brought to you by... Hi. Greetings. Hello. Uh, hello there. I'm Alan Way, and I'm your dungeon master for this... And helping me on this journey is my lovable nerdy cast. I'm Josh Wagner, and I'll be playing... Shadow. I'm Jackson Parker, and I will be playing... Valros Visago. I'm Morgan Willis, and I'll be playing... If you like fantastical and otherworldly character-driven stories, political and military intrigue, snide gamblers, or discovering what's on the other side of the looking glass, then you are going to love our brand new podcast as a part of the LAS Podcast Network. New episodes every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you can find your podcasts. To support our show and other local creators like us, subscribe to LAS Plus. And for more information on that, you can go to LAS.com podcastnetwork.com and just remember you don't have to know anything about Dungeons and Dragons to fall in love with this podcast and little did you know that this entire trailer was the verbal components to a spell and now you're enchanted to listen every Monday to Myths of Myria so welcome 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 to Myria L-A-S I'm Alex Schulte. And I'm Jake Trumper. And this is the promo for our brand new podcast, One Word Stories. Where we take one word. Like fear. That's kind of dark. Or spaghetti. Well, I don't know if we're going to do an entire episode about spaghetti. Are you hooked yet? I hope so. Whoa. I just noticed that we keep speaking in unison. How do we stop? Oh, wow. It's still happening. Okay, what just happened? I don't know. It's like we've been spending way too much time together and we're starting to finish each other's... I quit. What? I just don't get it. What's not to get? So I just get one word and talk about it? Who cares? I care. Give me a word. Middle school. That's two words. You get the gist. Okay, one time in middle school, a girl hid in the bathroom during the school dance specifically so I wouldn't have to ask her to dance with me. Okay, I'm starting to understand why you didn't want to do this. 
One Word Stories. We're a brand new podcast distributed by the LAS Podcast Network in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. New episodes every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you can find your podcasts. Okay, I think that was a good take. Wait, no. Why does this keep happening? LAS. Hey, gang, we just wanted to say hola to our listeners in South America. And guten tag, hola and hola, bienvenue and vous tu manger mon beignet to our listeners in Europe. That's pretty cool. You know, you can now contact us on the Facebook at What Do You Want to Talk About? And that's wanna with two N's. Together. W-A-N-N-A. Wanna. Totally. And please do contact us. You can ask us questions. Troll us about our personal hygiene. Seriously? Sure. Better yet, you can suggest topics for discussion. Ooh, like banana grandma. Or or something general. Like relativity? Okay. Now, back to the show. And we are back talking about uh, Dostanding, which is uh, Swedish death cleaning. Yes. Um, So we... We were talking about how my 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 father kept a lot of stuff very well organized. Yes. Your father kept a lot of stuff yes. very well organized. Here's my concern. But it was like jars of teeth, and I mean his like that. I mean it was sure. uh, that sounds really bad. Not other people's teeth. Right, right. Uh, I, I'm the kind of guy that keeps mm-hmm. those red sticks. Yeah. Without organization. Right. Right. Okay. Um. Now, I have, um, there were many things I wanted to keep. Mm-hmm. Um, of your dad's. Of my parents. And your parents, yeah. right. Do not have the lifestyle, do not have the house mm-hmm. to do that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um So, you know, there were some very difficult decisions that had to be made. Yeah, that's, ugh. Um, and, and, I mean, that's fine. Uh, I'm I'm okay with those with those difficult decisions. Uh-huh. It's it's the ones that have that the emotional um, connectivity for them uh-huh. that don't for me. Right, those were the ones that were right guilt ridden. That's tough because yeah. you're but you have but I mean logically you'd have to think like what value does it add to them or honor if you keep it. Because it, when it means nothing to you, absolutely right. And so, if anything, there's a little bit of resentment every time you have to move it or dust it or change it or absolutely. And that's not remotely what they would have wanted. No, and right now they definitely don't care. Right, they don't care. Mm-hmm. So, this is what I'm. This is what I'm coming to with with my own cleaning. Okay. First <clears throat> off, I, I, you have been to our house. Mm-hmm. I know this is going to be extremely difficult to believe. Okay. Both Julie and I have always wished to live what we would call the Japanese style. Ah, okay. Which means you got like maybe three tchotchkes. Right. A few things of memory, Mm -hmm. books, and furniture. That's about it. Yes. Um, Our house is not that. Uh, our house is like a um, uh, a storage unit. <laughs> no, no, but I, <laughs> with I, stuff I'm, packed everywhere, right? right? That you assign guilt to, yes. And so, you, in getting rid of it, or you've got an emotional attachment to a thing. Here's this, there is a box that I that I have mm-hmm. that 
that is present in my mind every time I think about this Swedish death cleaning. I have been in a fair number of plays. Yes. <laughs> I have, there was a time there, I don't know if it's still happening now, there was a time there when when you were in a play, mm-hmm. um, uh, George would come and take a photograph. Yes. And you could you could pick a photograph, and they would give you one of those photographs yes. from the play. Love it, yes. So I did that for, and I got, I don't know, 20, 30 uh, right. Of these nice eight by ten photos, beautiful photos, yes. Yep. And for a time, when I when I had an office outside of my home, uh-huh. each one of those photographs, I had purchased a frame that was perfect for that photograph, for okay. that theme, or whatever, you know. Oh wow! So okay. I had all these different frames, all these different photographs, mm-hmm. and. Um, not only do I not have a place to put them right now, right, but I, I, I'm not, I'm not really sure I want them up. You right don't now. necessarily need the pictures up on the wall to remember those shows, right? I gotcha. I, that's one of the huge things about the Swedish death cleaning is that, although sometimes a thing uh-huh. will spark a memory, yes, that memory is in there without that thing. You don't need that thing to keep the memory. True. You know? And, Maybe. And if if you're not keeping that memory... Yeah, maybe it didn't need to be maybe kept. Maybe it wasn't that important. Right. So, uh, there, there are all these photographs that I love. Mm-hmm. I don't sit and look through them. No. Um, and... I would imagine that there are, this is a horrible thing to say. This makes me feel guilty saying it. I would imagine there are photographs in there. If they went away, I wouldn't remember them You anyway. wouldn't be going to look for them. Right. I think that's a, that's a cute, too. There's a part of me. Oh, this is. Uh-oh. Juicy. There is a part of me that wants to keep those photographs. So my kids, at some point, will look through them and go, holy shit, dad did something. Uh, yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, mm-hmm, yep. Um, it, and yet, that's not a guarantee that they're going to look through that and go, oh, dad did something. Photographs are, I think, one of the few things. You definitely keep them. I just think so. You think? Yes, I do, and... First of all, they take up less space than couches and vases and mm-hmm. junk like that. But as somebody who, you know, anytime anybody finds a picture of my dad from his performing days mm-hmm. or like when I went to the Old Creamery reunion recently and people yeah, were yeah, yeah. showing me pictures of my dad, I was like, ah, I wish, you know, I, I haven't, I've never seen him look like that. I've never seen him, you know, in that show or I never saw him with those people. And so t- for me, it, they're incredible yeah yeah to see my dad in various stages of life you know various uh and and maybe that's just me but i yeah i think it's i think it's fascinating to i i love that too and Mm. i i i read an article years ago talking about the evolution of photography Mm -hmm. and how there was a time and i remember this time Mm -hmm. there was a time where families would sit down yes. and look through their photo albums. Mm-hmm. 
And that ain't happening anymore. No, and it, sh- oh, but it was so good. But yeah, yeah. I loved it. My mom would painstakingly put together photo oh. albums, dates, people. And then, yeah, and, and you went over to, I mean, I used to love going to someone's house and you'd see their their photo albums um, in the bookshelf or whatever. And, and, and I would just want to look at everybody's photo albums. Absolutely. A different, I mean, a Kid, fam- like a girlfriend, family, like sleepover, whatever. I yeah. want to see their family, their photo albums. W- one of my favorite memories is is, uh, I, and I really didn't care about it at the time. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite memories is sitting down with my mom, um, her going through a photo album and telling stories about those photos. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, and um, you know those the stories are gone now. The photos right. are there. Right, but this, um, the photos can trigger the memory of the story. Absolutely, yeah. That I I will I don't can't yeah. throw away a photo. Yeah, I just I wish that I, and I I suppose nothing's stopping us from doing this, but um, people are taking more photos now. Oh yeah. But looking at fewer photos. Yes. And I just I think maybe there's, you know, there would be a. a, a a nice movement to kind of go back to the, oh to my the physical photo album. So you, know? the, you just triggered a memory, and I don't. And my mom, if my mom hears this. Uh, I don't know if this is accurate, but I think it's accurate. There's been times over my life where we've gotten out like a like maybe somebody has a bunch of photos. They mm-hmm. come to like a family thing, a gathering of some sort, and the dining room table just becomes photo central. Mm. And then everybody's just sitting around, and they're like, and we've either found a box of photos, maybe somebody has passed on, and so we're going through their things, we find the photos, sitting around the table, and just like, oh my gosh, look, there's Jonathan, can you, oh my, oh, this must be 1968, because there's little uh, Laura, and you know, and so they're talking about, you know, what, oh, this must have been when we went on that trip to the Ozarks, because of the car we're driving oh do you remember and then the stories exactly that um oh boy oh boy you're gonna make me oh man walgreens is getting my business i'm gonna go print off a whole bunch of photos (laughs) so we um we inherited shutterfly shutterfly Shutterfly, yeah absolutely (laughs) we inherited tons of uh photo books yeah but also three Bankers boxes filled with oh, Super 8 film. Yes. And no film projector. Right. And so at one point I had started, and this is so freaking expensive. At one point I had started um, sending these uh, film reels out right. and having them digitized so that I could see them. You right. Know? And that is another absolute treasure trove. I remember how excited I was even into my 20s and 30s when I would go home and one of my parents would go, you want to watch some home movies? And we'd sit down and the sound of the reel. Yep, yep. um, And going, you know, going through. We we have a super, no, I think it was before Super 8. We have a reel. My parents would title them all. Okay. Um, so you'd know what it was. Sure. We have a reel titled Aunt Tootie's Seventh Wedding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and. Seventh. I didn't even know y- you could get married that many times. Well, 
Aunt Tootie was in jail for a little bit because oh. she she had married three guys oh. without divorcing. <laughs> um, well, you can, but it's illegal. Oh. <laughs> um, my my, uh, my grandmother's name was, uh, uh, um, oh my God, because uh, we just we called her, called her Ganny all the time. My grandmother's name was Lottie May, mm. and her sister's names were Tootie May, yes, Tula May, Lula May. Love it, right? And um, uh, Tootie was, she was something. Yeah. Oh, okay. So we've got this, we've got this video, this video, this. Yeah. The little eight millimeter or something before eight millimeter, whatever. Absolutely. You know, and there's my, there's my dad in like the 1950s. But to see him, like, see how he moved, how he, his gestures, like, you just can't. I would love to see a video, like a like a if yeah. somebody could send me like a video of my dad Absolutely. as a high schooler or something yeah. like that. Oh, it'd be so fascinating. Yeah. So I guess you know, with the whole death cleaning idea and talking about things, it, it, I think if you think about it this way, when we prepare, because the whole photo going through thing also reminds me of preparing for funerals. Yes, because when we prepare for a funeral, a lot of times we're going. What do you do? You go through the photos. Right. What photos are we going to put on display at a funeral? Right. And what? Um, I, I and so thinking about like what? So what's the first thought? Everybody's like photos. Um, maybe writings, maybe things they wrote, yeah. maybe things yeah. they, they created if right. they were an artist or something like that. Uh, maybe a video montage, that sort of stuff. Yeah. But nobody puts Aunt Betty's favorite casserole dish right. out for people to watch, <laughs> to look at, and look, or her favorite throw pillow. Right. Uh, maybe, you know, her, her couch that she bought at Smulikoff's back in 1962, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they're not like, look. It's hers. <laughs> Jewelry, maybe. Watches. Glasses. I've seen those, you know. Yeah. And so it's the personal effects. It's the personal artifacts of the person, maybe. I mean, uh, even a wallet, like if it was very distinct or something, you yeah. might. Yeah. And so really, those are, and those were the things that have their energy, that they touched all the time, that they coveted, that they. Um, yeah. And and so when it comes to the things that they used in like like I mean maybe a recipe box with the handwritten recipes. I, you know or, I have my I have my mother's recipe box for sure, yeah. and that makes sense because it has so much of her mm-hmm. energy. But mm-hmm. yeah, but as far as we, we talk about the death cleaning, literally everything else can go. It can go. Yeah, it, it can go. You know, any it, uh, she loved her figurines. Okay, maybe. Maybe a couple of those. Mm-hmm. If she would look like just insane, like if she had a Beanie Baby collection that just, you know, she petted them all the time. You save the favorites. Right. I don't know. I just think right. To remove the guilt to, we all. I'm saying, I'm not telling yeah. you. I'm not giving I you think, a directive. I think that's the most important thing, mm-hmm. right? And and, I, you know, I, I'm in a place right now where I'm having problems throwing my own stuff away, and yeah. it's not. It's not because uh, it, it's it's kind of. Be- I think the reason is, man, I spent money on this. Yes, that's it. I don't want to. And you know, that, be you so know what? Wasteful. Oh, can I can I say this? It's oh, a yeah. little bit of a sidebar. Yeah. But we tend to place. So if we spend money on stuff, then we feel like we have to keep it 
even though it's not serving us anymore. Right. I'm I'm speaking as this is me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I don't even like the thing. It doesn't bring me joy. Mm-hmm. It ticks me off. I get resentful that I spent money on it and it's sucking the life out of me. It's taking my energy. Mm-hmm. We should let it go. Yeah. But the same, I say this all the, I've said this for years, and I think it's so true. For some reason, and this is totally off topic, but let me just say it. We think the same thing goes for food. Mm. If you buy food, you buy a meal, whatever, it doesn't have, you didn't get your value out of it unless you consume it all through your body. Yeah. And that is an unhealthy way to think about it. It is a lie. But we do it. Yep. I mean, if I buy Halloween candy and we still have, I'll freaking find myself eating some shitty ass candy because, well, I bought it. Somehow it adds value if I pass it through my body and make my body have to process it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to teach my kids. I'm like, if you got what you wanted out of that meal and you're full and it was it it served its purpose, you got your we were craving something. We got chi- we got high chai. You ate the orange chicken. You did the whole thing, whatever. And you got what you wanted. The rest, why am I putting it in the fridge to save for later? Right. When it's literally picked over, you ate all the chicken out of it. It's just some lo mein and some bullshit. Mm-hmm. I mean, what? Throw it away. Right. It's, it served its purpose. We paid money for the experience that you got right then mm-hmm. when you ate it. Mm-hmm. You don't need to keep the rest. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Sorry, I, but I, that I, applies right, to. Right now, I'm, I, I, right now, we're keeping the rest because at some point between Don't. midnight and three in the morning, oh. our oldest will get up and eat it. Well, of course. Okay, so but obviously there are extenuating circumstances. I'm my, saying my issue with that, and I'm I am on this roller coaster with you. Okay, my issue with that is we uh, I see this every year when the Japanese kids from Okinawa come here. Mm-hmm. American sizes are that's, fucking mind blowing. That's just it. Yeah, you pay, would you have paid for it the same? If it were a smaller portion, yes, because you wanted the orange chicken or right. whatever it is. Right. You wanted the pizza. You would have paid the. You would have paid the same money. Yeah. So it doesn't have value because you put it in your gut. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I, I think the same is true with stuff. That's that's. I didn't mean to go you off know, on a food no, tangent. No, it's. But it, yeah. I don't think it was a tangent at all. I think. It, this, I think it ties right into it. But it, we have and, unhealthy relationships with things and food. And well, absolutely. Stuff. A weird value connection with yeah. if I can, if I keep consuming, just overall cons- consuming in our bodies and consuming. It's like we bought it, we spent fifty dollars on it, we knew we probably shouldn't have. Yeah. So it stays. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I just I don't know. I I, I I'm gonna go home and throw stuff away. That's what I want to do. Print pictures. But I you know I gotta learn lines. Well, I do. Too. Um. <laughs> we have uh, yeah we have a show. Uh, or we will, we will have had a we'll, show. We'll have had a show. Uh, and uh, so both, we are currently a shit show. Yeah, both of us are desperately <laughs> wanting to learn lines, yes. but not really wanting to sit down and do it. No, <laughs> I would rather disassociate. And having to learn lines means I have to be in my brain, and I don't want to be in my brain. Right? Okay. So here's an, here's another damn thing. I I have gotten into this. For those of you out there who are actors or want to act. I have come up with a great way to learn lines. I cut out my cue lines. Oh, yeah. I cut out my lines, put them into a four by six card, and create a little flip book. Um, I I did a show, I don't know what ten years ago maybe. Yeah. Called uh, Rabbit Hole. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. And I had, I don't know, five hundred, oh. six hundred cards. Cheapers. 
I got them. I can't throw them away. Oh. I, and and I, I I look at them and I'm like, oh yeah, I got to get. I got them in my hand. Yeah. Ready to toss out. Yeah. And I'm like, I learned a lot of fucking lines for this show. Uh, validation. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite shows I've ever been at because mm-hmm. I had to do shit I never had to do before. Mm-hmm. And I just. Bleh. But, you yeah. know, my kids are going to see that and go, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and can I just say, I've seen your freaking flip books. Like, you had it last night at rehearsal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just so funny to me that, like, well, I do things very unorganized. Um, You make yourself a beautifully printed black on this side, red on this side, with a little swirly thing flip book. So, what's, I'm like, what's happening is you are... <laughs> um, Hyperfixation. No, if oh. she listened... If she listened to this show, my wife would have been totally triggered. Oh. Because <laughs> she's like, look, when you do a show, mm-hmm. you got spreadsheets, yep. you got Gantt charts, you got timings, <laughs> you got flip books. Yeah. Can you just wash the fucking dishes? I, seriously, that's it's hyperfixation. It's like you know I you know. get. It's just, uh, uh, yeah. I know it's I, horrible. It's but horrible. but I but it's like that's your dad with the yeah you know, everything in ten the true. little thing. So you're yes. like I wouldn't have them organized. Well, you do. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Just, you're, that's yeah. true. That's true. <laughs> Where like I've got like the script that I had to have my mom print out that. Because of the way it was formatted, not her fault, just the way it was formatted. Yeah. Like, I've had to cut. Instead of, like, figuring out how to reformat it and print it again, I've cut it apart and taped it to other pieces of paper oh, yeah, and highlighter. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. it's a shit show. There's no, <laughs> I am i don't even have the Fister Mungo thing. <laughs> That'll make sense. Next, when you hear this episode, if you're sorry. Mr. Mungo Aqua John's quad swab subscription service. Okay, seriously, we are off (laughs) off topic. Oh, good. Death and cleaning. (laughs) Don't hang on to crap your kids are going to have to take care of. That is is the point, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm 52. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I, I... I, I want to start doing it, and yeah. it's just a question of you know I was talking with uh, a friend of mine last night, and he said he he was he was late for for a rehearsal twenty five years ago, and he came in and said I'm sorry I'm late, and the director looked at him and said you know what we do what we want to do, <laughs> and he said uh, you know originally I was pissed off, and then I realized that's what it is. It's true. And that's what it is. Yep. You know, we do what we want to do. And I guess there's a part of me that just doesn't want to clean that shit out Mm -hmm. yet. But I definitely feel that it's necessary. And, uh, you know, I just got to start doing it. Yeah. It's it's tough. Yeah. When you've been going on 52 years to break a generational cycle like that. (sighs) Telling you. Oh, heavy stuff. Heavy. All right. Well, go out there, do a little bit of your dushdangling. And... um, (laughs) And print off some pictures. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, go through and print, or ask your parents. I mean, really, sit around a table after dinner, clean it off, because we don't want to get stuff on the pictures. Uh, And go have people bring pictures. Have them bring their, like, I think having a party, even where you bring, like, your prom or homecoming pictures. Picture party. Share them with everybody, because it's so, it's so, it's, ugh. It's just, it it forces people to talk about themselves, and you get to know a little bit more about them and how they saw the world, how they see the world. Yeah. 
What a beautiful idea. Right. A picture party. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, uh, stick with us uh, uh, for uh, next week. It's going to be a uh, Lindsay well, topic. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Whatever week this is, we don't even, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> That's I don't right. know. Where have, are we? Who have, are you? Why an, am I here? Have an awesome week in between. Yay. Thanks for, ooh, we made a bonus episode on the, uh, we have a bonus episode. We have a bonus if episode. If you go through the Patreon, we like forgot. Lindsay said. Um, and it is, uh, uh, it's an origin story. Well, it started off that way, and then I don't know what the, what the hell it is. But it, it's Jason and I talking about how we met and stuff like that, and then I don't remember. We talked about, I don't even know. It was far-ranging. It was far-ranging, yeah. but it was not about a topic. It was about us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, which I guess is every topic, I mean. Sure, yeah. But yeah. go, go you, I don't know who joins. If you join if and you hear join it, Patreon, tell yeah. us. I want to know if you listen to it. Boy, howdy. And that is, that's a big thing for us, too. We would love for people to start uh, joining the Facebook group. Yes. What do you want to talk about Facebook group? And sending us things they want us to talk about. Yes. And what they'd like in the behind the, behind the, behind the curtain at the Patreon. Yeah. I'd like to know what they'd like back there. Me, too. I like looking behind the curtain. Yeah. All right. All right. And, and and with that $10, you can peek in on other shows, too. That's right. All oh, their behind-the-scenes stuff. Behind the scenes. All right. <laughs> okay. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye.